So much before NFL kickoff eve being a quiet day, we've got a ton to get to. Welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus will preview NFL Week 1. And Stucky from the Action Network will go over his Week 2 college football card with us. But first, Week 1 of the NFL season kicks off tomorrow night with the Chiefs and the Lions. And boy, we got some massive news around lunchtime out here on the West Coast. Uh, Mid-afternoon for you guys out there, uh, out there on the East Coast. But... Boy, this is uh, significant to say the least. Tight end Travis Kelsey, it was announced by head coach Andy Reid, hyperextended his knee during practice. Now, Ian Rappaport, NFL insider, says that it is a bone bruise, which may be good news for the long term, but when it comes to the short term, it really does downgrade Kelsey's chances of actually playing in this season opener. So what does this mean as far as betting goes? Well, for a while, this game was at Chiefs minus six and a half then it moved down to six and in some spots we now have chiefs minus four and a half so joe with this latest news how should we bet on this game well this is line like kelsey's not playing it's not only it's doubtful but he's out and then we got some word even though we all knew this chris jones so their biggest playmaker on defense is out after mahomes their difference maker, their biggest playmaker on offense, Travis Kelsey. It looks like he's out. Circa is at four. That's a move. Like how many times have we had the conversation, if you're not a quarterback, even the best pass rushers, even the best receivers, you know, and I'm counting Kelsey in that conversation right now, they're worth a point. Well, that's all relative. Because you're not at the key number of seven to start with. So you're at six and a half. You have the immediate adjustment down to six, as I mentioned. And then you have what I would assume is a ton of sharp money that's being respected there. And uh, it's fast down to four. A two and a half point move, Aaron. Even if you told me this was going to happen 24 hours ago, I'm not saying it's going all the way down to four. Even though it cuts through dead numbers, I get all that. Wow, is that an impact? And my my first reaction is value. I mean, don't you have to take Mahomes if it's four? Or what if it touches three and a half? Yeah, I mean, with Andy Reid and you've got Patrick Mahomes throwing to you, he's going to spread the ball around. I think it is value on the Chiefs. However, I will admit when it fir- when the news first came out, I decided to have a little fun, use a free bet on Lions money line because I'm not a professional better and I like to root for chaos. I would love to see the Lions beat the Super Bowl champs week 1. And uh. let's not forget the Chiefs defense was not that great with Chris Jones. And I think it is a big impact on this defense if he doesn't play. And, of course, you don't have Travis Kelsey, but Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, they're always going to find a way. But I did use a free bet on the Lions' money line, so I'm excited. It'll be funny. That that will be interesting to get the uh, text messages throughout Thursday night uh, when it comes to anytime the Lions have a first down, Aaron will rub it in and, and remind us. No, I've actually learned not to. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> At least I hope not. Oh, okay. 
Okay, mushing. No eyeball emojis. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Uh, yeah, eyeball emojis are about the same. Chiefs, Chiefs survivor. Let's do it. I'm locked For, in now. First drive. I'm <laughs> celebrating the Lions' victory. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that this time. Okay, no, not against this dude. How many times do we have to see it against Mahomes? Do oh not God. celebrate early against him. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No kidding. Uh, I will say, though, uh, any Noah Gray props that we want to take here right away? Because I want to remind the world that the Chiefs did not have tra- uh, had, did not have uh, Tyreek Hill uh, last season. And the whole thing was, okay, well, you lose your top receiver. How are you going to adjust? Things like that. Well, they seem to adjust just fine. Not having Travis Kelsey. Yes, it's a hit. Yes, it's significant. But Boy, if any team can handle not having uh, one of the great tight ends of all time, isn't it Patrick Mahomes? Isn't it Andy Reid and company? I look at this and say, even when it moved to six, I thought, this feels like an overreaction to me. You want to do half a point, I understand it. But to go down to five and a half and then to see it continue to drop like this, no, this is a massive overreaction. And I'm willing to pounce on the Chiefs right here, right now, knowing full well that the books may be sort of competing against each other and figuring out, okay, how low can you go? How is this limbo contest going to work? So maybe there will be a three and a half out there. I'm not sure. But also, Joe, the the biggest sin in all of this is Mm -hmm. we can't tease the game anymore. We can't take Lions half a point or something like that. Right. That's true. No, I'm fine. I'm fine with not teasing the game. I am good with that. Oh, man. This is – it's really hitting me, guys. Like, I'm looking at the prop markets, and I'm like, I can bet on Noah Gray plus, over 15 and a half if I want. <laughs> I can bet on a bootleg Mahomes uh, rushing touchdown on the first drive to get things going to start the season. I, I can't wait, man. Uh, that That's it. Where Where is he going to go? If – if the betting market is right, like how much is he going to spread this around? Is it going to be Sky Moore, MVS? Both of their props are in the foot. You got Pat Mahomes and the players that we do expect to be targeted. They're receiving yards props. Like at the high end, they're in the 40s. I mean, that, that also looks like, hey, if you expect Pat Mahomes against a secondary that was weak last season to have 300 yards, well, where's it all going? If it's not going to Kelsey try to figure out where it's going so i was thinking opposite i was already thinking jameer gibbs props you know we heard that he's expecting to rush for a thousand and uh have over 500 receiving yards which nobody except christian mccaffrey did last year so my immediate thought was okay is he gonna get over three and a half receptions i was looking more on the lion side for the props here's the thing there i don't know about that tandem like how much is it going to be david montgomery to start is it going to be gibbs as the bell cow guy what do you think ed no i don't think he'll be used like that i kind of see david montgomery being used like that more don't you yeah i agree aaron i think montgomery is going to be the bell cow i think gibbs is going to do all of the fun creative things when it comes to pass blocking and pass catching and things like that and it's one of those deals where you go okay gibbs is the utility guy How can you use him? You can do all sorts of random things, but with Montgomery, you know, he's your bell cow running back. Now, I will say, though, in a game like this, if it is a shootout, and that is certainly possible with two of these high-octane offenses, if it Mm -hmm. really is a shootout, 
then maybe we're thinking too much about this spread because if they're just going to be trading touchdowns back and forth, then maybe it doesn't matter very much. Maybe the key numbers are just as, if not more important, in a game like this. And so while we will make a big deal out of six and a half going down to six and five and four and all of that, remember the key numbers. And maybe they matter even more so in a game like this with so much context where, yeah, you're right, Aaron, this defense uh, may struggle a little bit against a Lions uh, offense that will game plan really well. I look at this and say, I'm still hammering the Chiefs. I even liked it at six and a half. I, I'm still staying with that, regardless of the Travis Kelsey injury. Or maybe we need to be looking at the total because that has come down as well. I believe it was at 54. Right. Now it's 52 and a half. Both these defenses are not very good. <laughs> so maybe that's the look. Over. Yep. Yeah, I was, I was looking at that total move as well. Um, the Mahomes passing prop, man, we're like diving in. It's, it's 286 and a half. <laughs> Typically, it's over 300 in most games. Mm -hmm. So th this Kelsey injury news is just hitting all sorts of uh, bets that are available for this matchup. And it's also true that Kadarius Tony, whatever his status is, however healthy he's going to be in this game, that might matter as well because he may be one of those key impact players. What do you do with Sky Moore? What do you do with Rasheed Rice? Guys like that. Rice might be someone to look at seriously. Someone who sort of flew under the radar but was a second-round draft pick. Out of SMU, by the way, I think he will have a big game in, in this one, you know, especially with, uh, you know, fewer mouths to feed. So that, to me, is uh, how I see this, see this playing out. Let's move on now because we've got some power rankings to get to. I know there are 32 teams, and you've probably heard some optimism and pessimism about each and every one of them throughout the course of all of our off-season preparations. But as we put our pencils down and get ready for kickoff tomorrow, let's talk about three underrated teams, the most underrated teams that we feel like will do something, anything this upcoming season. Aaron, how about you lead it off? All right, let's go. Start with number three. I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings. A lot of people are talking about the Lions, and I think they're being overlooked because everyone called them frauds last year. Listen, Kirk Cousins isn't the best quarterback in the NFL. I get it, but he's got some awesome weapons with Justin Jefferson, uh, TJ Hawkinson. They uh, drafted Jordan Addison, and Joe's already laughing at me. I love it. But I How think you? Uh, the Vikings... I think the Vikings are being overlooked. Is that Jake trolling me? The Vikings no, are being no, we're, we're laughing because the graphic says 135. I'm like, wait a second. How am I going to do uh, rankings? You yeah, know, we're <laughs> working through three. some things. All right. Um, let me improvise. Wow. Number five. Uh, let me go. With, uh, uh, number two. I'm going with the <laughs> L.A. Chargers. I was off of them because they broke my heart. They don't live up to expectations. But listen, what if Kellen Moore is able to get the most out of Justin Herbert and this offense? They're finally healthy. They finally have things going. I think this is a team that is under the radar and a lot of people aren't talking about because especially from a betting perspective, it's like, listen, we're done. A lot of people don't like Brandon Staley either, and they've just kind of backed off the Chargers. So put the Chargers at number two. Number one, I had to go with the Cleveland Browns. We don't know what we're going to get from Deshaun Watson, but listen, this is a very talented roster. If they can put it all together, 
I think they can be dangerous. I mean, you, um, you've got Amari Cooper. You've got Nick Chubb. You've got Miles Garrett leading the defense. So I put the Browns at number one. All right, I'll go next here. And I it's kind of funny. Uh, we have a couple of uh, tailing opportunities here, Aaron. So first off, at number three, well, quick honorable mention, I would say the LA Chargers uh, deserve to be part of this conversation. Having Kellen Moore there is a great deal. So uh, he, you know, Chargers are an honorable mention. Texans are an honorable mention, but they didn't make my uh, top three. At number three, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm not expecting them to make the playoffs. I'm not expecting them to win the division. But I am expecting them to go over their win total and at least keep things interesting. Maybe upset a couple of key teams that are trying to make runs to the playoffs. And look, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Kate Otten, Vita Vea, Joe Tryon-Trianca, Devin White, Levante David. This is a star-studded group. They might be a tad top-heavy, that's fine. But if they're healthy, then you've got enough playmakers there to at least keep things interesting. So the Bucks are number three for me. Number two, the Washington Commanders. I get that the Eagles and the Cowboys will be jockeying for position in the NFC East. But who can get one of those final wildcard spots out of the NFC? Well, Sam Howell had one of the better preseasons among quarterbacks, and we're learning that preseason performances, they matter at least a little bit. It's not nothing. And Howell looked fantastic, so that matters a great deal. And number one, it's also the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson could very well return to form. Having a full offseason means that they can actually utilize all of Watson's strengths create the offense in a way that will put Watson in a position to succeed. Receivers look good. Nick Chubb could be the best running back in football. The defense gains an extra year of experience. And look, Miles Garrett could be the sacks leader by the end of the season. At least ESPN's sack model thinks so. All of these playmakers and all of these opportunities mean that the Browns could very well contend for the AFC North, Joe. All right, we've got a couple teams that are popping up multiple times. I almost had Washington in my list. They did not make the cut. If we were doing one, three, five, they probably would have come up number five. But I will start with number three, and I'm going with the underrated Green Bay Packers. Yes, even after losing Aaron Rodgers and, oh, my gosh, Randall Cobb and Lazard, I still believe in them. Overall, Now, they couldn't stop the run defensively, and the only change there is uh, losing Amos, but they're going to have Gary. I like the draft that they have. Uh, I like the Packers to be an underrated team. They have a higher ceiling. Tampa Bay, they pop here for me. Second most underrated team. I was going through their schedule. They have like 13 coin flips as far as I see it with the talent that they have on that roster. So I'm going Bucks to the number one most underrated team. This is silly because they're, they're near the top, but I'm just going off sentiment that I'm hearing. Buffalo Bills. Uh, feels like we've gone too far on Buffalo, and not that much has changed. <laughs> I've them most underrated team in the NFL. We're going to be diving into our player awards bets right here on BetQL Daily after the break. 